Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It was a loaded night. NBA playoff action. NHL playoff action. Obviously very kind to the New York Islanders. And our next guest... Let's just say he got on board the aisle train exactly when you needed to get on board the aisle train. So let's talk some playoff basketball, hockey, sharp sense, Vegas sense. One of my favorites, Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Smitty, what's happening, bro? JJ, May 28th. That's the day I made the aisles bet. May 28th. I think we talked about it on the show right around then. And we were kind of capping the restart and, and, and how, you know, the time off would help some of these injured players like a Pelican, a guy get back to health. And they have overachieved the aisles, any expectation we ever could have had. 60 to one was the price on the ticket. Oh my May goodness. I Say know. that one more I, time I, for the audience, for those of them, 60, uh, maybe keeping score at home, 60 to one, 60 to one, May 28th, the ticket was, was placed, and, and I do this all the time where, and it's, I, I think of it like a dividend reinvestment strategy. I have a good day. I, I win a couple of solo bets. I look into the futures market, and I try to reinvest that money either in positions I already have or try to create new positions. So it, it's a constant reinvestment strategy. The Isles was actually just a straight like, hey, this team is going to benefit from the restart. And I remember we did a segment. Uh, it was right around then where we were talking about this. And uh, I didn't think that they would play this well. I mean, JJ, they have looked the game tonight. The first period of that game looked like a, like a varsity versus JV team. I mean, the aisles were just right where they needed to be executed perfectly. They played a, one of the better games. I think they played in the entire restart. They, they've scored the most goals in, in, so far in the bubble. I mean, they look like a championship contender. Now there's some good teams left in the field, Vegas for one, but there are some really, really positive things happening uh, with the Islanders right now. Now I think it goes without saying the serious price for the Islanders and the Flyers was basically right around even money. I think I locked in the Islanders, Jared, at right around 105, 110. I think it was 110 yeah. is where I got the Islanders. So after game one, for maybe somebody who's listening right now who missed the boat, would you suggest get on the Islanders for game two or maybe hope and pray Philadelphia takes them down and then you get it at more of a discounted rate? How would you go about that? It, that's a good question because from a value perspective, you're going to lose it uh, on the aisles. Now, I am curious, that being said, when they do hang a new series number. I was actually talking about this with your boy Carver High uh, very recently. I'm going to uh, say the uh, Islanders, Jared, just guessing right now, yeah. are going to be like minus 155, 160. That's Is that I fair? Thought. I, I, I thought I, I was going to say, if it, and it's funny you said that, I, I told Carver if it's shorter than 150, meaning it's 140 or 130, I'm going to hop on the aisles. 150 was a good dividing line for me. So I think that's a good way to play it. If you look at the money line for game two right now, I'm looking on FanDuel and I see plus 105 for the aisles. You look on the series price and you're like, all right, this is minus 150. 
if if you bet the Isles money line uh, in game two and they win game two, the series price is almost unbettable at that point. It's going to go somewhere 200 or 300 and you can't really touch it. So it, I, I would almost say split your action. I would say, I would say split the difference. You take a little plus money on the aisles in game two. You take a little bit on the series price. If you lose the money line bet, you will be able to come back on the Islanders for a better price. If you win the money line bet, well, that's great. You won half your bet at plus money and you've got the other half riding on an aisle series bet where they're up 2-0. So that's how I would play it. I would almost split your action a little bit because I think there is a hair of value on both sides, but I don't think this, it's definitive one side or the other. The Islanders, I mean, goodness gracious, if they stay out of the penalty box, JJ, they, they might not lose for the rest of the, the, rest of the postseason. Uh, they look like clearly the superior team. They looked it against the Caps, and the Caps stole one game, and that was it. Uh, I, I think th- this series has the makings, unless Philly makes some major adjustments with Elaine Vigneault, you know, going into game two. Uh, th- this series has the makings of that with how good the Isles look tonight. Jared, Isles aside, is there anybody that you would uh, advise getting involved with from a series price standpoint, from a future standpoint? Anything catch your eye aside from them in the NFL, in the NHL? Um, Tampa Bay is a little curious. I mean, I know, you know, what happened in game one, you, you look at the result and they lost the game. But they're outplayed Boston in the third period. And I love the idea of getting momentum heading into the next game. So if you don't want to play the Lightning on the money line uh, later tonight or tomorrow night, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, it's, it's basically an even pick them. Uh, you can get the series price of plus 164, plus 170, somewhere in that price. I do think Tampa Bay... Uh, is the superior team in this series. Boston's got a little bit of the momentum right now, but I don't know how Yaroslav Halak's going to be able to hold up. There's a weird cork in this series, JJ, where there's a lot of back-to-back games, and usually the goalies don't play back-to-back. Uh, we all know about Tuka Rask. He's not with the team anymore, so it's Halak, and then it's a scrub behind him uh, as the third-string goalie. So they need Rath, or they need Halak to be at, uh, you know, on point, and, and I don't know if that's going to be the case on the back-to-backs. His record on back-to-backs are not great, so I think there is some value Tampa Bay at a, at a little plus money. Uh, besides that, I mean Vegas is Vegas is a runaway freight train. Uh, they were they were overpriced to start the series, and they're going to continue to be overpriced. Uh, I think Tampa Bay though, you can get a hair of value still on the Lightning. Jay, let's get to the NBA. And I advised everybody last week when the Lakers lost Game One to the Portland Trailblazers to hop on the series price. It was like minus yeah. two forty, minus two fifty, and the thought process was. There's no way in the world LeBron James and company are losing in the first round. If I'm going to lay 250 and LeBron is going to lose in the first time in his NBA career, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tip my cap. I'm going to say it was not my time, and I'm going to chalk that one up as a big fat L. Now, I was very confident the Lakers would still win the series, but I never in a million years thought it would be as easy as it has been over these last three games. Are you surprised with the ease the Lakers have won game two, game three, and game four. I think the, the Blazers have ran out of gas. I mean, I, I think we see this sometimes with teams that make these gigantic playoff runs, and even to kind of make it a little more, you know, a, a little more specific, we see it in games as well, where a team's down 20 points in the first half. They grind their way back, and then in the fourth quarter in overtime, they just can't get that final push to get over the hump. Now, the Blazers were up against a massive, you know, David versus Goliath against the Lakers with these bigs up front and McGee and Howard and Davis. They just bludgeon you. And 
Portland was throwing Hassan Whiteside and, and Nurkic at him, and and it just it it was like it was like throwing a rock in, in a castle. It's, it's not going to make a dent. So I think the Blazers wore down a little bit physically, and then the Dame Lillard injury started to pop up, the dislocated finger, which you know he looked fine, but he said after the game, after Game Three, that he couldn't couldn't feel the ball when he was driving with his left hand, and his left hand is his guide hand on his shooting hand. So it he went two for nine in the second half of that game, and then left tonight because of the MRI on his knee. So. The injuries are mounting. I think the Blazers are wearing down. I loved how you played uh, the Lakers, by the way. That is the way to play it. That is exactly how I played it in game two. So the Lakers series price, I got it at minus 220. And the money line in game two for the Lakers was minus 300. So I'm thinking to myself, why am I going to pay minus 300? I don't like laying a lot of points in the NBA. I like to play money lines. So why am I going to lay minus 300 when I can get – the series price at minus 220. And no doubt, runs, because you like him in game two, two, Jared. Odds that you like him in a series. Exactly, exactly. If they, and that was my logic. I said if they win game two, they are winning this series. I mean, plain and simple. So why would I lay 80 more cents to get the, the Lakers at minus 300 when I can just bet the series price at minus 220? Now you have to sit on that money for a little bit longer. It's going to end up being about four or five days between the game two win and when they probably close it out in game five. But – when you're playing the long game and gambling, which I am, that, that 80 cents you save is, is, is 80 cents you can spend in other places and you can allocate elsewhere. So uh, I, I recommend doing that uh, as much as possible. If you think you can get a better price somewhere, the price in, in gambling, J.J., is everything. I mean, the, the big is how the books make their money. So if you can get a better price, you should always try to you know, finagle your way in, in, into a better number. My buddy Jared Smith, check him out over at SportsGrid where – Going over some odds in the NHL and the NBA postseason. And, Jared, obviously now the Rocket Thunder series has gotten rather competitive. And I expected a tight series. I thought the series price line indicated as such. I mean, OKC was like plus 135, 140. So Houston right around 160. But when you see the Rockets go and dominate the first two games, you're thinking, right, uh, uh, the Thunder just going to roll over and die. Did not happen. They win the dramatic game three. They have the comeback here in game four. And I think for the NBA standpoint, they really need the Rockets to win. I'm sorry. I want absolutely no part of seeing OKC in the second round because I think that's a total layup for the Los Angeles Lakers. Jared, I get the sense, though, that that initial series price line being as low as it was for Houston moves you in a direction with Oklahoma City. Is that fair? 100%. So we've had four games in this series. The Sharps have been on Oklahoma City in all four games. And, and it's not a surprising thing if you think about it because the, the public is, you know, tends to back the Rockets when they're facing a non-Lakers, non-big-name you know big name type of team because the public likes backing the Rockets because they have James Harden who scores a lot of points and, and, and they shoot a lot of threes. And, and that's just the popular pick. So inherently, there's always a shade of value on the other side. So the Sharps do like the Thunder in this series. I'm on the Thunder in this series. I bet them in six and in seven at six to one apiece. Because I knew that they, if they won this series, it was not going to be a four-game or a five-game series. This was six or seven written all over it. Uh, it's obviously going to go at least six. I, I do think it will go seven. I think this is going to be one of those. I think we have we, – we were, we were supposed to get one – you always get one series in the first round. I think this is it. Uh, the other ones seem to be uh, pretty, pretty one-sided uh, or over already. And I think this is our one series. And the, the star of this series, I think, I mean, you want to talk about a guy like Gallinari. You want to talk about a guy like Chris Paul. On the other side, you want to talk about, uh, you know, Harden or Westbrook. No, I want to talk about Lugens Dort. 
who arguably maybe is the second or third best on-ball defender in the league right now. I'm still putting Kawhi at the top, but Dort is is locking down James Harden. I mean, Harden went six for 15 from three today. They made a bunch of threes in that one little stretch, but Dort has been the guy in Harden's grill. And the thing about Dort that impresses me, first of all, he's undrafted, which is very impressive. The second thing is he doesn't need help. And when you're dealing with the Rockets and this micro ball that they play, you can't, you can't switch every – you have to be versatile defensively, and, and Dort can not only guard Harden, but he also doesn't need help when they, when they switch and they play that high pick and roll. So it, it, it's just a perfect matchup uh, for, for the Thunder. And, and I, think the, I think the Rockets are going to struggle for the rest of the series. Dort didn't play in game one, and that's one of the games the Rockets won. He's played in game two, game three, and game four, and, and the series has continuously tilted – in the Thunder's direction since he came back. So that's the guy to watch for OKC. And I, I, I'm with the Sharps. I mean, I think the Thunder are the, are the sharper team, no pun intended. Uh, I think Billy Donovan's a very underrated coach. And they've got some guys, man. Steven Adams is a horse in the middle. Chris Paul just continues to make clutch shots in big moments. And Gilgis Alexander is becoming a star in this league. And, of course, we all know about Danilo Gallinari. And then Dennis Schroeder with 30 off the bench today. I mean, this team has guys, JJ. No question. Now, I'm going to throw... A little scenario at you. One of these teams is down three games to one. The other is tied to a piece, but they're going up against quite possibly the best team talent-wise in the league. Jared, who is the more live underdog at this point? Would it be Denver down three games to one, needing a whole lot of things to happen if they're going to take down the Utah Jazz? Or would it be Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, and his gimpy injury condition, and those well-coached Dallas Mavericks. Who has a better chance, in Jared Smith's opinion, to get out of the first round, Dallas or Denver? I mean, it's, it's probably the easiest question you've ever asked me. I mean, if you're going to ask me, do I want to take a Nuggets team that just continues to give up you know, bad possession after bad possession defensively, or a Mavericks team with arguably the best player in the league right now, I, I got to go with the Mavs, JJ. And I know it's the, the uphill battle. And you got Porzingis, who's, I don't know if he's quitting on the team or he's, his knee really is sore. It better be really sore to miss a playoff game. Uh, but I, what, what Luca did the other night will go down as one of those moments when you look back on, on the playoff lore. You know, I mean, he, he's in the same breath as the shot. I mean, how many times do we replay that Michael Jordan shot? Uh, in, in, in everywhere, social media, GIFs, whatever. And he's now in that category in terms of a, a playoff performance like that with a game-winning shot. So I, I think Doncic is becoming a transcendent player in the league. I think he's going to be the favorite, uh, or if not the second favorite, to be the MVP next year. And right now the Mavericks, I'm seeing two and a half, three to one uh, on the money line for them to win the series. Meanwhile, the Nuggets are 10, 11 to one. So I, I, I think the Nuggets, defensively or a lost cause the Mavericks also have a lot of problems but they have Luka Doncic and no one else does so I I've got to go Dallas there Gerald let's get to the Eastern Conference no surprises here you have Milwaukee who's going to advance Miami who wins this series in ease over the Indiana Pacers Boston after Philly's no show and no Ben Simmons and then of course the Toronto Raptors I don't know about you, but I'm looking to fade the Milwaukee Bucks any which way I can. I did not like what I saw in this first-round series despite the end result. I did not like what I saw at the end of, you know, the regular season. And as terrific as Giannis may be, I get haunted by what happened last year against Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. I would take the field against the Bucks. I think we're in agreement on that. 
But out of these other teams you could consider, Boston, Toronto, Miami, who are we getting involved with, my friend? Miami is is the team number-wise. I mean, we were ta- – I, I, Kevin Walsh, who uh, hosts one of the basketball shows on SportsGrid, we do, we, we do a lot of segments together. It was probably back in January we were touting the Heat at 50-1 to, to to be that other team, and that was before – uh, they added, you know, Iguodala, you know, guys like that, Jay Crowder, who just, you know, they, they just make big shots. They make big plays in big moments. Like you talk about a team that was already deep and young, and that was my knock on the Heat, and that's why I thought 50-1 to 1 was a long shot because you got Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero, and these guys have never been down the stretch of a playoff game and needed that big moment, that big play. Well, then all of a sudden you add Andre Iguodala, former Finals MVP, and Jay Crowder, who's just dripping with, with, with big shots and big threes and big moments. And all of a sudden, this is now a complete team. And I think Jimmy Butler has found his niche. I think Miami is the perfect fit for him. Philly was not a great fit for him. It was a little too rugged. Miami is a little more laid back. And I think Eric Spolstra is playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. And then the whole Heat organization has been doing that for years, Pat Riley. So I, I think Miami is, is right. They're 21 to 1. I'm seeing them on Fando. I think there's other markets that you might be able to get a better price on them. 50 to 1 was the peak number. It's steadily come down. It was, I think it started the restart at 33-1, to 1, and it's steadily come down since. They are a perfect matchup for, for Milwaukee. I mean, you want to talk about a team that is long, that is gritty, that draws up good game plans. It's going to make Giannis feel like he just has a, a, a in a torture chamber. I, the, the Heater, I mean, whatever that price is against the Bucs, it's probably going to be 2-1. to one. Well, I was going to say, what a, do you think we're getting that price at, Jared? I, I think Milwaukee's going to be a minus 300 favorite. I do, yeah, because I think yeah, people I think will be lining up to bet the Bucs. Yeah, I think minus 280, minus 300, minus, plus 220. If it, let's just leave it at this. If it's, like minus, if it's like plus 190, then you know they, they, that Miami's a lot dog. I mean, if, if, if they book this thing at under 200 and they make it, you have to kind of think about it. Like, oh, man, like Miami's not as, not as long of an underdog as I thought they were going to be. Then, then you know that I think the bet's even better. Because if they book this thing where they give you any – inkling that Milwaukee has value, meaning, man, I'm surprised Milwaukee isn't favored by more, then to me it's an auto bet for, for Miami because then they're, then they're enticing the Milwaukee action, and they're going to get it. You're right. They're going to get that Giannis action for sure. Uh, I think Miami's been undervalued all year. I also think Toronto's been undervalued this year, JJ. I mean, I, you're, you, you talk about a team losing their best player, but they still have their best weapon, which is Nick Nurse, who is, you know, he got crowned coach of the year, certainly deserving of it, uh, and, and he is done an unbelievable job with this team they made the Brooklyn Nets who played pretty well in the bubble I mean this was a Nets team that no one thought was going to win a game they went five and three and he they made them look just just foolish I mean just absolutely demolished dropped 150 the other day in the sweep so I Toronto's dangerous Miami is dangerous Boston obviously is scary with Brad Stevens but I worry about their depth with no Gordon Hayward now who continues to struggle to stay on the floor so I would lean Miami and Toronto as my two teams opposite uh, the, the box if you want to take the field. Well, listen, Jared, I like the sound of that, considering I have a Miami ticket and I have a <laughs> Toronto ticket to go and win the Eastern Conference. You think that the Raptor minus 145 series price against Boston fair? Yeah, that's fair. But the, I, I want to know what the deal is with Kyle Lowry. I, I don't know if we heard anything today. I was too No, that's a biggie to me. See, Jared, Dude. I'd have a little Dude. bit of cold feet throwing a wager down on that. Unless I know the deal. Because if he does 100%. not play in that series, and then all of a sudden Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, and Jason yes. Tatum 
can go to work, I, I think that could make the series far more challenging from a Toronto standpoint. Totally agree. Now, if there is one team in the bubble that is equipped to handle this, it is Toronto, who played like 11 deep during the regular season. I mean, they were just unbelievable during the regular season. Uh, but I, I do agree 100%. If, if, they are not a, if, if they are not 100% healthy, it, it makes Boston's lack of depth not uh, an edge. And, and even still, I mean, I'm looking at the box score from the game the other night, and it was a bit of a weird game because they were up by a million against the Nets. But they played like 15 guys in this game. So it, they have no problem, Nick Nurse, emptying the bench. I think they will – I think Nick will figure out a way to mute any issues and maybe protect Van Fleet a little bit. That's the bigger issue for me, J.J., Fred Van Fleet has really emerged as the main scoring threat on this team. If you take Lowry's penetration away and you all of a sudden your lineup is Van Fleet along with a guy like, I don't know, a Terrence Davis or, or, or maybe an OG Ananobi who doesn't have that on-ball skills, that, and you make Van Fleet the main ball handler, you take away his scoring prowess, and I think it makes Toronto a much more muted offense. So it, it matters not only to what Lowry can do production-wise, but how the rest of these players all fit together, and Toronto more so than almost any other team. It's so important. The sum of the parts are bigger than, than any individual player. So I, I agree. I, I think the Lowry news is something that will very much tip the scales in this series. My buddy Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Jared, before we get you out of here, is it time for us to wave the white flag on those hapless Cincinnati Reds? Maybe. I don't know. I'll say this about the Reds. Uh, just keep betting the, the Trevor Bauer K-props. And, and Well, I got to give you credit. We <laughs> gave you some love, by the way, on Odds on Sports because nice. you were all over that prop tonight. And even on a night in which Trevor Bauer was not at his very best, still goes over for you, pal. Well, that's, and that's the beauty of the K-props, JJ, is that when, if, if you're sitting there and you're holding a, a Reds money line ticket in, in the fourth or fifth inning and Bauer's given up two homers, he looks brutal, and they're down 4 nothing. You're, you're tearing the ticket up. But if you're holding a K-props ticket, well, hey, you know, all he's got to do is strike out the side, and he's got you know, 20, 30 bullets left in the chamber. You never know. So the K-props are, I think, the best market to play baseball. Uh, I think these teams stick to their averages. The Braves are a high strikeout team. You got Garrett Cole tomorrow. Uh, that'll be a number that'll be probably pretty high, but it might be worth playing anyways. So it, you, you get these teams that just strike out a lot, and you get these pitchers that just have high K rates. The analytics in Major League Baseball, they lay it out really clear. Bauer striking out 44% of the batters he faces. So, you know, if he, if he gets to a certain number of batters, as long as he goes deep enough in the game, the numbers usually tell the story. Are you playing anybody from a particular future right now in baseball? Well, the value that the... we should be looking to pounce on? I, I, other than this prop that I hit with the 20 home runs in a season, that was probably the best. I, I wish I could have emptied my entire account on it, but they only let you put so much on these props. Yeah, it's um, too bad. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, think about it. Tatis has, what, 12 already? And it's not even Labor I Day? I, I mean, I, I, and, you know, you got guys like Judge who unfortunately has to miss some time, but even Voight's got double digits. I mean, you might have five to ten guys that hit 20 home runs this season. The baseball futures market is, is a strange one this year, JJ. This is – so – for the first time ever, more teams will make than miss the playoffs. And it's not even close. Like, it's by a significant margin. Like, you go from a, the, the, the small playoff uh, pool that we had in baseball to the bigger one. It definitely muddies the waters. I, I, I think the Padres ha certainly have life at 30-1. to 1. Uh, I think the teams at the top are going to be right there, Yankees, Dodgers. The Twins, I'm worried about their pitching. The Braves, I'm worried about their pitching. The A's can't really get over the hump. Astros are 14-1. to 1. I mean, I know it's the bad karma train, but – you know, talent-wise, they're certainly there. I would put them ahead of Atlanta and Oakland in terms of their talent pool. 
uh, Minnesota too. So I, I, you know, if they get Verlander back and make a stretch run, maybe the Astros have a little value, fourteen to one. But I don't think that's going to go over well too. It's not going to go over well with this audience. <laughs> no, I understand that. But hey, if there's an opportunity to make money, yeah, there's an opportunity money. to make money, Jared. Listen, appreciate the time, continued success. We'll be watching over on Sports Grid, and I think you and I will be riding the Miami Heat together in the next round. So let's go. I have a feeling, and I have a feeling we'll have plenty more time to talk about how good the Heat are against the Bucks. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Jared, good stuff, man. Take care, good, right? man. Good stuff. There you have it. That's Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.